Welcome along and thanks for joining us. Chris Cosson here again and Michael Howard and I are continuing our discussion on the arch enemy of procrastination. Procrastination to me, I think to most people, is this uh, situation of avoiding something because it just looks too big or too hard to tackle. So we put things off and we think, no, I'll come back to that later. It's a bit too big to tackle right now. So we delay making a start. And this is the nub of the problem of procrastination. And I think a part of the problem is that, because we're trying to understand, why does it work like this? Why does life seem to go this way and work like this? We're looking at the problem. We tend to see the problem as a large, complex whole. We're looking at it and we're saying, hey, that's too big to look at now. So delay, delay, where we'd be far better off by making a start. And the way to to make a start is to come to the table with the idea that my first task is to break this task down. And so we analyse the assignment instructions and start to break the assignment or the thing that that you're needing to do into bits and pieces. So it's planning. Chris, I think the nature of problem solving is that you break big problems down into small problems. You know, um, that was my first area of study was in computer programming. And, you know, it was really reinforced that this is the way that you solve things with with technology is you break a big problem down into small problems. You, You solve those small chunks. My understanding is a program is made up of sub programs. Would that be right, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Algorithms is the way that you go about doing things. And then, like, um, from an algorithm, a program would develop a piece of code. And so if you applied it to this kind of, you know, to avoid procrastination, often, as you said, it's that getting started. And, and if you break it down into a small problem that's, that's a, that you can accomplish, uh, whether that be structuring an essay or something like that. What I try to do is to say, well, my first task is to understand the task and break it down into bits and pieces. And then that's a job in itself. Now, that might take several study sessions. Once you've achieved that, you can then focus on one aspect at a time. And this is a way of not being overwhelmed by the complex whole. I think it's a a decent strategy for overcoming procrastination that comes from looking at something and just seeing it as a complex whole and being something that's too um, big to handle. A couple of other words on this is that (laughs) this is true. It affects us all and it's the, um, the unpleasant side of life. While we're procrastinating, we're not only not being productive, but we're in a state of worry and anxiety. We carry it in our minds often some of us everywhere we go it creates anxiety it doesn't let you off the hook it comes at quite a high price imagine if you could turn worry time into manageable productive time just imagine all the worry and mental pain that you could lessen or greatly reduce if you could just say well i'm going to make a start I'm going to not try and solve the whole thing or think about the whole assignment all at once. I'm going to start breaking it down and I'll try and do a study session on this every day if I can for whatever it might be. 
45 minutes. The Nike uh, slogan, just do it, comes to mind here, I think, Chris, you know, in that you know, something that was very successful from Nike was that, was that you just need to make a start. And, uh, and I think that's, that's probably true. That's part of the success of that, that little catchy phrase. I'm actually glad you said that because previously I did mention it as a strategy that a friend of mine used with the just do it. And I said, well, I don't think that could ever work for me. And since then, yeah. I've had a change of mind on this. And I think you're onto something here. And I think my friend was onto something too. And I just wasn't seeing it. I probably had other mental routines or other ways of, of getting in there that is making that start. My way of doing it has typically been, okay, tomorrow, 9am, I'm putting an hour, one hour aside for that and nothing's going to stop me. I just didn't realise that I was doing a Nike. But it, it is, isn't it? Mm, it is, yeah. I like your idea too of making time productive, you know, that, that you know, we, we have a finite life and, you know, it makes sense not to waste that life on, on things that aren't productive or on worries that aren't worthwhile. And, you know, there's that, that idea too that when we worry... We were introducing things that don't need to be concerns. You know, we, we can just we can just do it. We can make a start. And then the true worries are things that we didn't even know we, we were going to expect in life. And, and again, you'll deal with them when they come along. One of the things that we talk about in Chapter 15 is task planning. Something called a strategic task planning model in Chapter 15. Take a look at that. It covers what we've been talking about. It's about task management and breaking the task into chunks, which you can then focus on one at a time. With the Pomodoros and short study sessions and drawing up a little list and not having too many things on that list can help overcome procrastination because you're not biting off a big chunk. And so you're saying, well, you know, I'm going to commit 45 minutes to this. It's kind of not too scary, I think. Uh, It's not too overwhelming. That's an important aspect of why I think this system is such a good one. And task analysis is talked about in Chapter 15 and elsewhere in the textbook. And we can use this model to break down and manage large, complicated projects. It gives you an opportunity to uh, not be overwhelmed and it gives you a way in. Because what we're wanting to do is we're wanting to cross a bridge from worry and stress to, hey, I'm into this now. A lot of the time is actually planning time. First thought might be, well, gee, isn't that perhaps a lot of time wasted? But that planning time pays really big dividends. Another thread I I do want to pick up on, on pacing, Michael, you talked about taking breaks and doing things like house chores. I've been thinking about how you said when you take a break, it's great because, you know, okay, I've, I've committed to this, I've, 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 I'm deserving of a break right now. Very often what happens is you start reflecting and that's what you were talking about. I think mm. we were talking about hanging out the washing and you start to think about the problem in a, in a relaxed way as well mm. and see things that you didn't see while you were in that focused space. And a lot of good problem solving, I think, and a lot of good ideas come to us in that zone. Once again, to get there, we need to make a start. So, There was um, a sociology lecture I had 
he used to use an analogy about the way that he would go about understanding society as as a ride in a balloon. And so you're crossing the landscape in a, in a balloon. You can you can see something down there. You know the ground looks that looks like a built up area. I'll go down there and I'll see what this city looks like. So you have to go down in your balloon, go down, take a close look, learn a lot from that close look, and then go back up again. And so this balloon ride view of understanding society, I think we can also apply to our lives as well. So that reflection for me is quite often taking that step back, even if I'm hanging out some washing, um, taking that step back and, and, and then thinking about what was the detail and what, what does it mean in a broader context? What, what else can I make of that? I like that, Michael, because we're saying that when we're first approaching a task, the thing can look too big and complicated. And so we need to work out ways to get in. And so we've talked about that and breaking it down and then we focus on an aspect. So then when we go and take a balloon ride, the metaphor, or hang out some washing or something else that we're doing, and we're out of that looking at that particular aspect, we're freeing the brain to look at the bigger picture. And that's really important because that's where the connecting of dots happens. And, you know, how does it all fit together? How can I make this piece fit with that piece in something that I'm doing? And I think, like, we can also apply that as well as applying that to problem solving and understanding and and knowing where we need to explore deeper. I think we can also apply that metaphor to learning as well. You know, there's the when we're embarking upon learning, we don't know what it is that we don't know yet. And then, you know, that, that kind of process and then eventually, you know, it becomes clear where it is that I need to, to learn. So that might be if you applied that balloon metaphor, look over there, I clearly don't know enough about this area of, say, public relations, you know. You know, we, we're learning what it is that we don't know yet and where to explore. And then we start connecting all that information together. And again, if we put the problem-solving metaphor for computer programming, a lot of those things that we learn, we can reapply in other aspects of our life. So they become transferable skills. So important. And problem-solving, time management, knowing how to focus on tasks, ignoring distractions and, and social media are important transferable skills. And we'll be talking more about those in future. Thank you to Michael once again for his valuable insights. Remember, a good study system takes away a lot of unnecessary stress. It can give us a more worry-free life, one where we can be more present and able to enjoy all those other things we have in our lives. So that is motivational and a great way for us to end this session. And remember, despite the challenges, study can and it should add to your happiness, success and life satisfaction.